Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Deep Truth Podcast repeats. <laughs> first wrestling podcast. Uh, I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Kidd. Good morning, everybody. I think Sean's just waking up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, it, it's Sunday morning. We're getting ready for Hell in a Cell, so we're going to be diving into our predictions for that. But first, going to get the business out of the way. Uh, of course, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com are the easiest places to find us all of the time. You just go there, right under the media tab, ESPR, link you to our most recent episode. Of course, you can find us in all your major podcasting apps as well. Just search ESPR Wrestling on any of them. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review when you do. We would greatly appreciate it. That genuinely helps us a lot. I didn't know that was such a big thing. I had no idea, but apparently it is. Um, on top of which, uh, you can also find us on social media if you'd like to be able to interact with us all the time. Philip does all the time. Philip interacts with us plenty. Hi, Philip. Good morning to you as well, sir. Um, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. And, of course, you can email us ESPR at FM99.com. So uh, really uh, not a ton to get into today other than the Hell in a Cell uh, preview. Uh, it's nice to see Samoa Joe back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all we really got for news. He's back. So I, I will say that uh, how dare they, because they were like, oh, it's a non-wrestling role. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, I, you know, if he's not cleared, he's not cleared. But how dare they have him get face-to-face with Karrion Cross like that with such a badass stare down. And then I have to sit here and think to myself, oh, they're not going to wrestle because <laughs> i was really liking the idea of seeing samoa joe and karen cross go at it um yeah. and i'm hoping they still can at some point down the line maybe joe just hasn't been cleared yet so uh yeah I mean, I, I, it's the longest clearing ever i mean but you know what i mean i understand like they're being careful and everything else samoa joe has a lot of internet love you know he's a well-respected guy and we're just waiting forever is it the longest clearing ever? Because I feel like Daniel Bryan had like four years to get Probably. Cleared. So so maybe yeah. that's so so he he's that hopefully Samoa Joe doesn't take that long. No, <laughs> so hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, but in any event, um still nice to see him back with the company. I, I gotta imagine that he wouldn't have come back if he didn't think there was a chance he was gonna get cleared because he wants to wrestle. Yeah. Um and he knows that he can go other places and probably get around some of the restrictions. Um, so if he really wanted to wrestle he would have probably left gone to impact or AEW or something like that, where he could have started wrestling probably very quickly. Um, yeah. if, if he didn't think W there was a chance WWE was going to let him start wrestling again. I just can't, I just can't see, uh, I just can't see him not getting back in the ring at some point for them. Um, in addition to that, apparently since they brought Samoa Joe back, they are now really heating up their uh, internal talks about trying to get Alistair Black back, um, which again would be great. But if you do it, um, I, do something with him. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to put the old uh, rocket ship on him, as you say. Yeah. Uh, well, because... it, it, he told he he told a story about how he's talking to Vince. He said Vince was always receptive to his creative stuff. He could yeah. talk with Vince. Um, and Vince was a big fan of his, and told him he was like once uh he came back after he had that time off TV, he was like. Uh, once you come back, he goes, that's it. We're off to the races with you. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's great. So it sounds like this, this dark father character was supposed to really take off for him. And then all of a sudden he gets uh, ended up in these cuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, Lloyd disagrees though. He says, uh, no, let me go to AEW. This screwed him over time and time again. Um, you know, and he's got that Selena Vega situation, which, you know, there's reports <clears throat> that she was back at like, uh, you know, the Center, center yeah. or whatever, then, 
we can see her again. I think part of it is because they realized, oh, we don't have anything for Big E right now. He's the guy that we should have on television. They got nothing for him. Yeah, the, the, the sad part is that he's just disappeared since that storyline dropped. And it's like, wow, you can't even just put him out there to have a match? Like, yeah. Even, even if it's not a storyline, you can't just keep him out there having matches? Well, uh, funny you say that, Sean. I didn't see a story that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't want matches for the sake of matches anymore. Everything's got to have a reason, uh, which is why we saw uh, Hardy versus uh, uh, somebody uh, we fought on Raw. But, uh, you know, if he lost, he would have retired situation. Oh, Cedric Alexander. Yes, yeah, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, look, he uh, matches for the sake of matches. Okay, well, yeah, I agree that if you're just doing matches for the sake of matches, that's pointless. But nobody does matches for the sake of matches. If you're putting Biggie out there to beat somebody and look good, the point of there, there's there's a point to the match, and that is to keep putting over Big E and keep making him look like a dominant wrestler. Exactly. Um, so now, I didn't see SmackDown on Friday. I'm a little behind. Maybe maybe I, maybe I forgot. He maybe he did have one and I forgot. I I, I so, just remember he kind of disappeared. And so, oh my God, hold on. Uh, mute. <laughs> you got ads running. Oh, oh, that's right. He did. It was Big E and Kevin Owens versus Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. That's right. Okay. Um, okay. But see, that bothers me because we've gone right back to the Apollo Cruz thing there, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. get them away from each other. Like that's that's not what we wanted. And and, and here's the thing too, Sean, is that uh, the thing that we're running into is that you know because they have to have these matches, whatever. Is that we're gonna get you know it's uh, Baron Corbin versus Shinsuke round twenty. It's uh, for the stupid crown. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate that so much. Supposedly, this is going to be leading to something down the road where we're going to do another King of the Ring tournament. Um, Vince wants themed shows back, and one of them being uh, King of the Ring. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But A, do something better with the King of the Ring this time around because it has done. I am one of the few people who thinks that um, Corbin is 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 a dude who has potential, but he has been stuck in roles that don't give him that he was wrestling in a suit for how long because yeah. he was like corporate Corbin. yeah the constable <laughs> baron corbin and then he became the king and he's been stuck with this stupid king gimmick forever it's like you're not there's nowhere he hasn't gotten a chance to really grow through any of this yeah um i i i really think he had a lot more potential than this he he uh, i just i want to see it done uh, you know, you can just make the King of the Ring mean something again. Don't make it a stupid King gimmick. Make make it mean something. Make it matter in the scale of like where you are on the card, and like that's really supposed to be kind of your coming out party if you win yeah. the King of the Ring. You know, once upon a time, that's what it was. If you won, it meant there were big things in your future. Exactly, with uh, uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, um, you know, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold, obviously. Uh, but later, it's like, okay, well, now you're the king, and you're going to lose all these matches, Sean, because it makes a lot of sense. Well, because we're going to pull them up. And I mean, there's been some people who won it who were um, bus. You know what I mean? I mean, didn't we? Didn't Billy Gunn Billy win Gunn. one? Yeah. <laughs> um, Mabel won one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, so there have definitely been busts, you know, without a yeah. doubt. You know, I don't I don't understand how this happened, how how Billy Gunn was ever considered to be a top guy at one point, because apparently Billy Gunn has really bad asthma. Um, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard talk about that, and he said that Billy Gunn has really bad asthma, so he gets blown up quick because he had because he has asthma. Wow. And I'm like, so they're like, so he was perfect in a tag team because yeah. you could limit his involvement, he could catch his breath, he could, you know what I mean. Um, which is why one of the reasons he worked with uh, Road Dog so well, because um, Road Dog could go out there and do the majority of the work and 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 get the hot tag, you know, or give the hot tag to Billy Gunn. Um, 
so I'm and I'm not knocking Billy Gunn for having asthma. I have asthma. It, it sucks. It, you know, of all the things God said you're going to be bad at, breathing was on the top of his list. <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, and it sucks to look. You, you look like Billy Gunn and you have asthma. That sucks. The but I'm just like so. It just blows my mind that somebody said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we'll make him a top guy." With what five minute matches? Like I mean, like that's that's Brock's thing. We can't do that for everybody. Yeah. Um, in any event, long story short here. Um, I'd like to see the King of the Ring come back, but let's 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 make it mean something. I, I like it, I like it when it was like a one night deal. I mean, because yeah. I know Vince is not a fan of tournaments, but you know what? That that it meant more when it was like a one night thing. When they kind of, you know, we'll just have the finals and the pay per view. I know it's been different the last couple of years because they they stretched it out in Raw and SmackDown, which is fine because mm-hmm. because you know it's, a, it's something to, to watch the show. But you know, the one night thing was always a lot of fun too. I know it's tough because you're asking you know guys to work three times in a night and, uh, you know, expect him to you know put on a, you know, 10 minute classic at the end. Not always going to yeah. get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not going to get a bad, bad, big, a little Bret Hart match every time out for your, for your finale. Yeah. Well, either way, you know, well, <laughs> Hey, so long story short, asthma, is that why they only let him finish the catchphrase? <laughs> he didn't have enough wind for the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe um, that, and he's just not an amazing talker. Uh, no. So in any event, that's going to do it for that. We'll just dive right in uh, to our Hell in a Cell preview at this point, because why not? Yeah, uh, no uh, pre-show match announced at this time, Sean, so we'll probably get something thrown together tonight. Maybe with the Big E. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a match opening the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think only because they're going to start with the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, and it's going to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. I'm kind of looking forward to this because I, I I think Bianca is very talented and this is going to be a show, uh, a match where she can be so spotlighted. And I think, you know, Bailey's going to do a good job of whatever she can of this match because, you know, Bailey's solid. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, I agree. I think they're both going to do a great job. Bianca's very motivated. She's talented, but young. Um, and she is inexperienced compared to Bailey. Um, yeah. But she she makes up for a lot of that with, with her... Um, not excitement, but like just her energy, like her, like she, she clearly wants to be there. Um, and she wants to work hard and she wants to succeed and she wants to impress people. So like, she makes up for a lot of that and she's, and she, Hey, and if you know what, if she's got a dance partner with like Bailey, who's got the, the, the veteran skills to kind of lead her through some stuff that she's not used to, Bianca can follow. She's, she's capable. She's absolutely capable enough to get through those things with Bailey. She can hold up her end of the deal. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for it, I, but I don't see it going anyway, but Bianca winning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bianca retains here. I mean, she's, she's still well into the rain and, uh, you know, I don't know who's next for her, uh, who's left on SmackDown, but yeah, she can, have, she can have her own catchphrase. Who's left. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, do they go back to Kamala or what, or does, uh, Sasha come back at some point? Sasha's going to, Sasha's going to have to come back at some point. Yeah. At some point. Uh, staying on the uh, SmackDown side of things, um, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I don't really, I don't love that we went back to this. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it, I guess. But I was really, I was like, I wanted Cesaro to have a program with uh, Reigns that went on a while. Um, but you know, it's it's it is what it is. Um, they're going to have a great match. I'm not doubting that between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but my thing is that I really want Cesaro to win the match, and and Seth. I feel like at this point, Seth kind of needs a win, too, because he lost their last go-around, um, and he's kind of been punked through the majority of this. 
he's had his moments, but Cesaro, I don't know. Cesaro is the one that I'm really hoping they get behind in this one. So I'm hoping for a Cesaro win again. Did you see the clip with Mick Foley? Uh, he, he's on Stone Cold. Yes, next yes. Podcast. Literally begging, uh, beg on my knees, <laughs> Vince McMahon, please push Cesaro. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know how you get any more direct than that from these guys. Like yeah. to Vince, like Vince, please. <laughs> Cesaro has all this skill, and he's a better talker than they give him credit for. Yeah, he just he just has the accent. Which guess what? We don't care. We can understand him. Yeah, you know he's not. See, it's not like his accent is so thick that we can't understand him. And look at Asuka; she almost never talks uh, talks in English. She almost always yells in Japanese or something. But everybody gets behind her anyway. Yeah, yeah, pe- people love her, and, and, and she's talented. And Cesaro's talented. I mean, and the, the dude's been respected by fans for years with the stuff that he's been doing, the stuff with Jack Swagger, uh, the single stuff, and uh, you know the match the with stu- the, 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 like- the the bar with uh, Sheamus. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's made everything they've given him work when it really, on a lot of occasions, shouldn't have. And he destroyed a beach ball. That. Yes, which automatically, <laughs> that ma- that made him. <laughs> uh, I don't want 50-50 booking in this. Uh, I, I, I want to see Cesaro win this match. I mean, unless there's some sort of payoff. But, you know, I don't want to say because WWE is all about momentum. You can't stop his. Yeah. No. The problem is now that we got the rumors that John Cena is coming back to face uh, Roman at SummerSlam. Um, that like that ruins my idea of going back to Cesaro uh, at SummerSlam after Seth Rollins. So I'm like, well, dang it. So what do we do with Cesaro then? Um, so then I, that make that makes me feel like Seth Rollins ends up winning this one, and then we get another Cesaro Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. But well, I don't we, do, we do have a Money in the Bank coming up next. Yeah, they might both be in that. I don't know. Yeah, and then, you know, and, and then look, and if that's something, you know, I hate that. Like, if that was Cesaro you know, winning it. I, I mean, I always hate for it to be cheaply, but if that's what it takes to say, you know what, we'll give, give him a run and see what happens. Well, they could do that, but he could, he doesn't have to be cheap. He could win the money in the bank and say, you know, he could, he could walk out to Roman Reigns, hand him the briefcase and tell him whatever the pay-per-view is after SummerSlam yeah. or whenever, I don't know whenever it is. And be like, I'm cashing this in at, you know, so say yeah. goodbye. So say goodbye to the championship now because I'm coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, or it would be great because if it's Cena and Roman, he could be like, okay, you know what? I, whoever wins this match, I want next. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, well, you know, you know, you know what my favorite part would be is he could do that. And then, oh, I kind of like this idea of the storyline. You know, Roman's like the whole acknowledge me thing. Yeah. Um, he could do that, cash in the thing, and then literally just turn around and walk away, right? Roman tries to goad him into talking more, and Cesaro just ignores him and keeps going because he doesn't need to. He's got his match set. He, know, he knows he's going to get his title match, so he doesn't have to do anything to earn the title match or get Roman, you know. And Roman could then progressively, over the next few weeks, become more and more obsessed with the facts that Cesaro won't even literally acknowledge him. You know I what like I mean? That. I That's like a way that. to get inside of Roman's head. I like that. That would be good. That would be That'd good. Be almost, almost similar, if you remember, anybody who watched um, uh, NXT back in the day, the storyline with Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, where... Uh, um, that was that was basically what Velveteen Dream was 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 his problem with Alistair Black was he was like acknowledge say my name you know yeah he was like he he was flipping out over it and it worked really really well um, I think you could do something similar here with Cesaro and Roman Reigns I, you know I love that and I hope because there's some time to time there's some stuff that we talk about in this show that kind of happened so I'm I'm gonna give you the wizard hat for this episode because I want to see that happen down that, the that line. would be great That'd be that great. would be uh, you know we don't do a lot of fancy booking here. 
But I love that, Sean. That's probably one <laughs> yeah. of the best ideas to come out of the show. Well, because that's which is great with Roman's character. Uh, I, you know, just to not, to not get that respect, it would just drive him nuts. <clears throat> yeah. With uh, everything. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. So back to uh, the Raw for the next match. Um, Alexa Bliss versus uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, less said, better. I don't know. I, I like them both. I think they're great wrestlers. Uh, the Alexa thing uh, versus uh, Nia Jax on Raw was interesting. So it'll probably be the same kind of match on, on tonight. But yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa. whoa. Something's going to have to snap Alexa out of this at some point simply because. Yeah. Um, they can't keep doing this uh, because they've also got the fiend who's not on TV right now. Who I'm guessing part of that is because you can't have two characters doing pretty much the exact same thing at the same time. Um, it's it, it's already too much with just Alexa. Uh, it would be way 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 too much with both characters. So my thought process is that something has to snap Alexa out so the fiend can come back. Yeah, but is it uh, you know the fiend's special character? You know you bring him out every once in a while. We haven't seen him since WrestleMania. He's just sitting at home collecting a paycheck. Uh, but I don't think it's happening tonight. I mean, Shane is not going to win this match. You know, which no, is I see Alexa winning. Yeah. But, you know, what's funny is we said the same thing about The Fiend on numerous occasions. And he ends yeah. up winning in some cockamamie way. And we're like, what? So I, it's entirely possible Shane gets some kind of win here because it leads to some weird story with, with Alexa and the doll or whatever. Um, but well, I, if, I, I'm with you. I think Alexa gets the win. But, but then, you know, they share that thing with Reginald. With, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the, the cane head tilt. Yeah, 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 you know, and whatever. But yeah, at some point, yeah, somebody's got to break the spell. Maybe they bring back Papa Shango. I don't know. Whatever they do, something, <laughs> please, anything. All right, the next match, uh, I think it's gonna be a fun match. I, I, because uh, the fact. Oh, it'll absolutely be fun. Go. I just it it uh, they Kevin keep Owens going to Sami Zayn. But they the problem I have is they keep going back to these two at random times, um, for no real good reason. Other than we don't have anything for them to do. <laughs> and this feud is so long and so old and so respected in the wrestling community um, and their relationship that it deserves a better plat. It deserves a better situ- like setup than that. And it's always what it is, is like, um, they don't have anything. So, yeah, let's do them again. I mean, that's that's what happened at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, they, had, well- they had nothing really going. And then all of a sudden it just became Kevin Owens and Sami, Z- Sami Zayn in the one of the weakest setups. Yeah, uh, just, ball, yeah, and then here we are. You know, I, it, again, it's like okay, I, uh, sure. What I guess I don't care. I, I don't know. but but you know, but the matches are always fun, though. The matches are always good, but they would mean so much more if they gave them the right build up to to them. You know, it would it it just. Uh, I mean, I'm with and I'm with Thomas. They're overdone, because again, you could you could do this feud, but if it's not hot enough, it just becomes boring seeing them over and over and over against the, each other. Because, like, people, like, nobody complained about Austin and The Rock. We'd see Austin and The Rock against yeah. each other. We'd see them all the time every week, and everybody loved it. But that's because it was the hottest stuff in the world as far as pro wrestling went. So there was no reason. Nobody wanted to complain because we loved it. But this, it's like, we love the guys in it, but nothing about the storyline is exciting. So it's like, okay, they're going to wrestle again, which is cool. But it needs something more than that. And, like, you, you keep going back to it without giving them something more than that. And there's a law of diminishing returns here to yeah. where eventually the interest level is going to really, really, really plummet. Yeah, it's, and especially because with no audience right now. And maybe that's why we're getting some of these same things. Because it's like, well, there's no audience, so we'll just, you know. Oh, I, I straight up heard a report the other day um, from Meltzer, so take it with a grain of salt. But that they were they were legitimately told 
to save the good creative until they're in front of fans again. And I'm like, if that's true, A, screw you, Vince. That's horrible. Um, because we're still watching, you jerk. Um, and secondly, I think it's a bad idea because then you have a lot of repair work to do on a lot of people uh, when you get to the live fans again. Um, because, boy, you're going to have to, a lot of these characters you have to make us care about again. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, I, I think Sammy wins this because he needs it. Uh, you know, I was going to say Sammy too. Not something to surprise you with that. But you, but no, I, I think Sammy wins it. He, he didn't win at WrestleMania. He hasn't, yeah. you know, it, his conspiracy theory stuff hadn't really carried him anywhere. So I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. Sammy needs the win. Is the feud over? <clears throat> I just, no, it's never over. <laughs> until one of these guys is until one of these guys is, is completely retired, it's not over. And even then, that's not a guarantee. Or sent to the other brand. Uh, I think Sammy would be good for Raw. Uh, all right. Uh, now speaking of Raw. The WWE Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, to me, uh, a match that, you know, like, you had a big match. But, like, the build that it got, I'm kind of, like, scratching my head a lot with this. The sheer fact that they didn't add uh, Nikki Cross to this makes no sense to me. Because Nikki yeah. Cross, like, was involved in the whole buildup here. I'm like, why? Well, we see. You know, I just don't get it. Well, we see here, like, at some duration of the match before, during, after, maybe laying down the challenge. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I, I Maybe on Monday Night Raw. I don't see it happening in Hell in a Cell. Um, I, th- this match, the problem is, like you said, because of the buildup, I'm like, ah, mm, mm. and I love Rhea Ripley. I love Rhea Ripley. Um, you know, it's funny. I saw, an inter- I saw an interview the day with Charlotte Flair where they were talking about people being fatigued seeing her in the title. uh, uh spot and whatnot and you know always in the chase somewhere for the championship and the main event slots and whatnot and she had this great line where she was like if people are tired of seeing that you know then maybe other people should step up she goes because they keep putting me there for a reason yeah you know and she goes i'm not gonna she's like i'm not gonna tell them no just because people uh don't like me being there so much she goes if the rest of the roster wants to step up then they can have that spot um but it's like Something along those lines. I'm not. I'm not. It's not a direct quote from her at all. But yeah, it just I, it, it fit her. It fit her. It fit her character very well. Yeah. Well, when Drew McIntyre kind of said the same thing about being in the picture too, because people were yeah. like, "Oh, he's in which, the picture again." But which cracks me up because he's only been there for like a year and a half or something yeah. like that or whatever. It's like, guys, really? Re- like you're what? Really? <laughs> once once guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, you know, all them got involved in the world title picture. They never stopped being involved in the world title yeah. picture. Um, so let's calm down with the hate right away on these people. Like they're gonna yeah. once you're once you're in that upper tier and you've established yourself, especially like as dominantly as someone like Drew or Charlotte, you're not gonna go away. It's not gonna happen. You know, when I, when, you, when you're a fluke winner like a Dolph Ziggler or something like that, then yeah, you'll go up and down and this the Miz, you know, up and down. But uh, you know, once you're, you've established yourself as a dominant part of the upper of the upper card, you're there. That's just yeah. where you are now. Yeah, and I'll say this. Uh, I mean, thinking back, I can only think of like two bad matches she's had uh, in the last uh, few years. One versus Carmella, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then the the Becky match before Mania because where Becky still had the injury, and then Ronda interfered oh, yeah. in the match where it was just more storyline than match, uh, yeah. which is not her fault. It was just terrible booking. But uh, but mm-hmm. she's been. You know, spot on uh, most yeah. of the time. I mean, she's been enjoyable to watch. As much as people don't like her for always being in that picture, there's a reason why she's there. The only thing I don't like is her stupid finisher. I hate it. 
I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Nope, fine with the figure eight. Oh, natural selection. It is god awful. It is a horrible finisher. Why? I like it because it kind of comes out of nowhere in some spots. No, no, it comes out of nowhere because they don't realize she's even halfway over them before they fall down. Like it it gets effed up almost every single time they do it. It never has impact. Either she grabs onto them and it's very like a very slow laydown because she doesn't have the impact. Or she goes over so quickly they don't realize it. So she it goes she goes down, but they go down. That's like it's it's really off time and it never looks good. Would and it be it, better if it was reversed? You know, it's almost like a stat beer in some ways, but it's almost like would it be better if she did it the other way? You know, if she ran at you and did that to you. Maybe, yeah, you might be right. That might work better. Like almost some kind of neck breaker move instead. Um I agree. Uh, well, that's exactly it, Thomas. It doesn't matter. But see, she goes away for six to eight months, comes back. She's in a title match. I mean, that, you know, that 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 is who she is. She's that character. I mean, she at this point, I hate to use this, but it's true in the sense because she's a, established herself as a, as, 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 a, as a talented performer and B, she's a flair. So she's going to yeah. come back and, and be in that spot. Um, and not to mention the fact that, again, they do so much damage to the rest of their women's roster that they don't have a lot of other people to put in that spot. So when she comes back, it's like, okay, Flair's back. We can put her back in there, thank God, because we haven't done anything with anybody else. And, and, and you know, you think about this, because we would have got Ronda and Charlotte. That was, you know, the plan at Mania the whole time. I mean, if, if you know, and who knows how that match would have gone down. I mean, it would have been great. But who knows how that crowd would have been if Becky wasn't, you know, becoming the, you know, the superstar at that point. I mean, it's just so weird. I mean, do we see Becky here, or do we see Becky when there's the crowd? Because there's, because oh, you the- save Becky till there's a crowd. Save Be- save Becky till there's a crowd. There's no, I I don't get me wrong. I hate to root against myself for surprises and stuff like that. But I I to me, you're so close to having fans back. If you're gonna do a big surprise pay per view thing, there is no reason to do it here. Wait until SummerSlam. If you want to have somebody show up on Monday Night Raw, yada yada for ratings or whatever, I get that. But do not don't waste a surprise on a pay-per-view here. Hold it till SummerSlam. Just yeah. bite your teeth and wait. Um, Thomas, so much for the women's movement, LOL. Uh yeah, uh WWE's quote unquote women's movement was quite the movement, wasn't it? It was um it, it's it's been really, really, really disappointing. They they cared for about maybe a year, maybe, and then they kind of disappeared. And a lot of people are pointing to the fact they never did a second um Oh, what was the Evolution. name of the pay-per-view? Evolution yep. pay-per-view. I, to me, that's unnecessary. There's no reason for, for like, I'm fine with those pay-per-views if they do them. I like them because I do think there's a lot of talented women you can give spots to. But that being said, I think they're unnecessary because the idea being, it's not like any of these pay-per-views were all men pay-per-views. There was always women on them. I the, What I want is the women to be featured strongly on the normal pay-per-views. I want them to be featured in good spots on, on those pay-per-views and given main event slots with the guys. I don't want them to have to have their own show just to get those slots because that almost feels like a secondary prize. I want them. That's why I was so excited when women got the main event at WrestleMania, when women got the main event at Hell in a Cell, when women got, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, they're topping the show. They've proved that they deserve to be the top of the show. I love that. And and half the time they're the better matches, you know, Uh, I mean, and tonight, by the way, they have half the, uh, the card, three women's matches on the card uh, because, um, Roman versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, that was uh, supposed to happen tonight. Oh, well, you know what? Now, because we need ratings. We need ratings. Yeah, well, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know if you, you didn't watch the match, did you, Dave? I have not seen it yet. It was a good match. It was a meh Hell in a Cell match. So if that's what we were going to get, I'm okay with it being on Friday. That's it's it. 
The match itself is fine. And just for a Hell in a Cell match, you're like, eh, meh, meh. I also didn't love the ending because if, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me on this, but I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, the match ends with Ray uh, tapping out to the guillotine choke, and I'm like, uh, I like, it, it, well, I, I mean, I'm fine with people passing out, dude. That's that's fine. Um, I'm fine with people tapping out, but but the problem I have is that it he's there the reason he's in this is to avenge his son like he's this boiling blood angry father um and he taps out to the hold like that just doesn't seem right to me that from a booking standpoint he should have passed out yeah with that one yeah it, it, um, it makes him look stronger i mean unless you're trying to do roman but it's like but you know i rather have i rather see guys passed out to this move because it's telling me that you know, that or he just said, you know, when it's just a title match, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, but it, it, they can tap out and it's okay. You know, and you fight for a while, you try to get out, you know, and eventually you can tap out or pass out, whatever. I don't care either way. Um, I, but see, my thing is, I feel like some guys should tap out because it's it, the guillotine choke. It's, it's an MMA hold and everything. And uh, if you watch MMA, I mean, a lot of these guys, the second that thing cinched in right, they tap out. You know what I mean? There's no we're gonna. There's no I'm gonna pass out on this move just because I've got, I'm gonna be ballsy. So save that for moments that really matter, like this one. This would have been the right moment to have a guy pass out in the hold. Um, otherwise, guys can tap out to it. It's not a big deal. It's 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 a it's an actual choke, um, which realist realistically I thought wasn't allowed in wrestling, but whatever. Um, but either way, I don't think you should have. Uh, I don't think you should have done uh, the the submission win i think he should have gotten a ko win a dko whatever yeah, um, yeah. the ref should have stopped him that's by referee stoppage that's what it should have been yeah yeah because because then that way he won't release it dominic tries to do whatever and yeah yeah and then the usos are there are one of the usos if we're there i don't know i need to go watch it um anyway so yeah all for ratings and they still uh brought away under two million on smackdown yeah because because he announced it on thursday you know nobody's gonna be like let me stop what i'm doing because i've already made plans for friday or whatever else to you know, to go watch something that you just told me at the last minute. And people probably yeah. find people probably woke up Saturday going, "Oh, they fought on SmackDown." Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought maybe we were going to get some kind of swerve that led to something on Sunday or whatever, but no, just it was a match. It happened. Yeah. Um, and I get it's to make Roman a stronger heel. I totally get that. Hey, look, I, I I firmly believe that the hotter the heel you are, the um better the babyface turn will be when you get on the other side of it. Now, that being said, what I love here, because you've got all these guys who are all over Roman now. They love Roman because he's the heel. Um, he's doing the exact same things he did when he was a babyface. And that's what I said. Yeah. You, if you make him a babyface, don't, or if you make him a heel, don't change a thing about him. Make the match still 80% punches and um, uh, clotheslines. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And Superman punches. And that's just all it needs to be, you know, because he, that's what people hate about him so much. But I knew that the second they did that, that, that people were going to flip on him simply because he turned heel. And yeah, he's doing great work. The promos are way, way better. They fit his character so much better. But as far as between the ropes, it's the same thing he was doing beforehand. Now yeah. he's, he's just not coming from behind most of the time. No, but he, well, he, but he does have the guillotine, which is something he didn't do before, which I like. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean that. Yeah, I like the guillotine too. But I mean, that's not you know that I'm not gonna. I'm just laughing because he, he if he even if he keeps these level of promos right and they flip him back babyface, his matches are gonna be the same, and I guarantee it'll take all of a, of of 
two months for people to start griping about five move Roman five moves Roman again. Um, it just cracks me up. I will say that uh, uh, Jake Hager, he's right. Paul Lewis said uh, Jake Hager and Wardlow uh, had a MMA cage match, and other than a few soft looking punches, um, I I felt like that one did come across very very well. I was curious to how that one turned out. I, I need to I need to go watch that one, but I know they had the match. I was like, wow, Jake Hager like in a match like. Finally, it seems like it's been forever, and then, and then I, I enjoyed it. A so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Good for him. And which you know what? That maybe that helps Jake's character because he maybe. needs something to do in AEW because he's just there, standing there. Kind of, yeah. All right. Well, um, one match left in the uh, card, Sean. Oh, you mean the? <clears throat> Hold on, wait, let me. Let me. Hold on, wait. <laughs> it's getting some water. It's getting ready. <clears throat> oh, I need the camera to focus. Go on, get with me now. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And now, for the main event of the evening, the last chance Hell in a Cell WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Um, so the I, stipulation I, is, Drew doesn't win, he can no longer fight Bobby Lashley for the championship. Which I kind of dig. Um, I hate, I like, like when Cody did the thing in AEW, I hated this when they were like, oh, if he loses uh, against Chris Jericho, he can never challenge for the world championship again. Get out of here. We know that's not going to stick. We know that's not going to stick. Um, I hate those kind of stipulations. Now, if you want to make it, you can't challenge Bobby Lashley anymore. I'm good with that. Yeah, I like that. I, like, I prefer that, too, because, because you know, otherwise it forces them to move on. Yeah, yeah, it forces them to move on to another to another person. Um, but it also for it. All, it also at some point, what you could do is while he can't challenge Bobby Lashley, um, he could always cost Bobby Lashley the title continuing their feud. Uh, moving the belt onto somebody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now the way Raw went down. Well, I guess we, I guess we make our prediction here. I mean, Lashley's going to retain, right? I mean, that's to, my thought. Is Lashley's going to retain? Through, 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 whether it's shenanigans or whatever, I, I think that uh, without a doubt, I think he he retains. Okay, okay. two two things from Raw that I, I kind of liked, which is you know, I'm, Raw had some good stuff in it for change. Um, you had MVP talking to Kofi. And Xavier Woods about mm-hmm. um, you know is that planning to see I don't want to say a, I don't want to say a breakup because he seems all together but maybe a heel turn for those guys. Uh, I would kind of dig the idea of the New Day taking the spots of uh, Cedric and Sheldon. I would kind of really dig that. Yeah. Um, because I'm sorry, the New Day needs something to freshen up the act. Uh, we haven't seen them be true heels uh you know in a very 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 long time um yeah. even then kind of barely because they were more goofy than anything and goofy and annoying um i i i like i like what they're doing with mvp as this kind of manipulative uh um manager who yeah. he should be you know what i mean he hey terrence good morning to you as well um he shouldn't this he and paul Heyman proved to me just how good managers can still be if they're if they're given meaningful things to do yeah you know i mean really those two guys have been a part of um two of the best acts on both shows for the last year you know what i mean yeah. bobby lashley the rise of bobby lashley and the 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 rise of um <clears throat> excuse me uh roman reigns uh as the big heel on the show have been fantastic think about how think about how hyped everybody was when Roman was sitting there and he turned yeah. and looked to his left and there was Paul Heyman sitting there with him and everybody went, 
whoa like you know people were psyched about that and then the idea of mvp with bobby lashley it worked immediately now they yeah. worked they were together before in in um impact uh wrestling so you already knew that they had good chemistry and stuff but it's just it was just great to see like okay this is going to be awesome mvp is a great talker um he can talk for bobby most of the time bobby's an okay talker but he's not amazing um, but he can do really good and they can use him outside of just Bobby in things like this new day stuff in things yeah. like, you know, I mean, it works so, so well. And I'm loving it. MVP is one of my favorite parts of all of this. <laughs> well, well he, it, he's been great because of the whole, um, uh, you know, when he, the whole lot of thing last year was ruining Bobby, you know, he had this ridiculous angle and, you know, MVP came back. We saw him at the rumbler, like, Oh, are they going to bring him back? And they had him in this role. It wasn't sure at first, but then all of a sudden, like, it just clicked. It did. You know, he did the whole hurt business thing, you know. There and the whole, you know, going after retribution, like they they weren't afraid, and they're just beating people up and everything else. And uh, and I hate to say, it, uh, well, underground. And uh, but just going in and just doing everything, and, and then you know he wins the championship. The only thing is that they got rid of Cedric and Sheldon Benjamin, which was very frustrating. But if they if they can you know fix that and have the new day be a part of well, that, well, if the if the reason for that was because they're going to replace them with the new day, then I'm totally cool with it because I liked Cedric and Shelton as a part of the team. But if the reason for it is you wanted to bring in the new day as heels, then I'm on board because I think there's I think there's so much potential on that side. Yeah, I think there's absolutely. so much potential there. Yeah, I I would love to see that. So so we got those two possibly being in the match. Uh, you know, is there anybody else that, that could interfere? Or what about AJ Styles? Because Bobby might be upset at AJ and almost for because uh, he didn't want to be in the match. The uh, six person, six man tag match in Raw and he ended up getting pinned. You know, mm -hmm. is he going to have any beef with AJ? You know, is that going to set up something to turn those guys' face? Maybe it's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, you know, but I agree with somebody else that RK Bro could be good foils for them as well. Um, yeah. What you know, and think about how funny this would be because when they do these big pay per views, you see. Um, Heck, hell, maybe we'll see that turn tonight from the New Day. Maybe they'll show up. And because didn't he bring up how they don't have a match on the card? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so maybe they show up and help Bobby Lashley retain the title. Um, especially because Drew, remember, Drew kind of laid it on like, oh, you know, Kofi's a heck of a competitor, but, you know, yeah. he, you know, he, he's kind of laying it on that Kofi's just not quite Drew McIntyre level and something. So maybe that's where they go with this. Maybe it's the resentment they have of being the nice guys for all this time. And it's time for them to get what they deserve. Um, and so you get that turn from them, which would I think, I think if you're going to have a surprise on Hell in a Cell, let that be it. That yeah. would be your good surprise from Hell in a Cell. Because then think about it this way. You get like the big pay-per-views and stuff where they get together again, like at Money in the Bank or whatever. And we know that routinely they'll do these backstage segments where like, uh, Kofi and Xavier run into Big E and they're always like, oh, you know, they're always so excited. But think about it this day. Think about how awkward the next the next meeting between them would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of I kind of I kind of look forward to that idea, too, because then I think that also gives you something later on to do with almost like um, with Big E and maybe Bobby Lashley at some point, an MVP and like picking a feud with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can see who that. Because who knows, you know, when, when we get shows back with an audience, is there going to be a draft at some point? Or are they going to shake things up? And Right. Yeah. You know, do we, yeah, do we need another draft eh, at some point? I guess. I don't know. At some Superstar point. Superstar shake up. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I'm going to randomly show up on SmackDown, even on the part of Raw, because, uh, you know, for Because I can, these rules don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but, but again, yeah, I'm, but, still, I'm still maintaining Bobby Lashley wins. 
Yeah, I, I go with Bobby on that too. So I think we agree with like most of the card, right? I don't think we're going. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, but in other words, um, we'll be wrong about all of them. Watch. Uh, you, you know what's really weird about this is that I expect the matches to be good tonight, except for uh, Bliss and, Sh and Shayna Baszler, and I, and I hope that um, that I hope that what I'm hoping for is what we get because I want to be entertained. Because there's sometimes we got a show where you and I are like, "Well, it's another pay per view, and the matches will stink," and then we get like surprised, and then sometimes yeah. we think it's going to be a great night, and then the matches are, meh. and then the matches are very meh. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> I'm with you. Oh man. Um, in any event, I'm just. <laughs> I'm looking. I hope the show is good. That's all I want. I want the show yeah. to be entertaining, um, and as long as a few of these matches really, really click, um, then I think we'll be all right. But in any event, those are our uh, predictions. Um, oh, uh, Charles with the late question. Is Charles, no, they ha they haven't announced anything new. Uh, it's he's they've announced nothing for Roman. Uh, the reports I've read is he's not supposed to be on the show tonight. Um, now maybe he'll still show up, cut some kind of promo or something. I don't know, but uh, it looks like he's not having a match. Yeah. So yeah. we'll Probably see. Maybe we'll something they taped on Friday that they're just going to run tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that was our Hell in a Cell preview and predictions. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Remember, if you have your own thoughts on this, you can send them to us, ESPR at FM99.com. All the time you can get us to this, uh, get it to us there, and we will be able to uh, see it. We'll address it next week on the episode uh, when we'll do our review, obviously. You can also find us on social media, Facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99. And you can find us on your podcasting apps. If you don't catch us live like this and you want to catch all of our episodes anytime you want, including the backlog, just go search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review when you do. We would greatly appreciate that. It actually helps us get in front of them. It moves us up the list of recommended podcasts for people. So we would uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah, Charles and Thomas, I got to agree with you guys. It's borderline terrible right now, the booking in WWE. And uh, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab. ESPR is always the easiest way to find our most recent episode each and every week. Uh, so next week, again, we will be doing our review episode of Hell in a Cell. Make sure you're here for that. And until that time, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day. <laughs>